Yo, bring it back. Here's what you've missed on the bright side. <laughs> it really, you know, the playlist is like so in tune on with the what nose. we are talking <laughs> about for today, and it's all about dealing with a teenagehood. And we've got Sha'an, of course, two times TEDx speaker, happiness scientist, the one and only, by the way, worldwide, right? You are the only happiness scientist. <laughs> Who cares about the other scientists? <laughs> oh. So we are talking about dealing with teenagehood for today. It's for parents mm-hmm. and also for those who might be working with teens. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be kids who are approaching teenagehood yeah. or already teens themselves. So, mm-hmm. wow, let's get started. So, I actually didn't hear about this term until it was written in by uh, Lavinia. Who said, um, three-nager. She said we've heard, she uses the term three-nager. And it says, and she said, asked also, uh, is teenagehood simply defined by age? So I'm, I'm curious to know what yeah. a three-nager is. And how, do you, how would you define teenagehood? No, a three-nager, like a teen. Ah. So like, you know, when you feel like it cannot be handled, you think like, oh my god, it's not even teenager and already like that. So the term three-nager came about because they're pushing boundaries, they're trying to assert themselves, trying to, you know, be older than they are and like, you know, sassy, right. all that, you know, talking back. <laughs> then you're like, this is a glimpse of what I used to be <laughs> when I, I, I was a teenager. I have a 10-year-old and he's definitely a teenager for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so but it's the go. same sort of thing, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, as they're growing up, they're, they're trying to figure out who am I outside of my parents. Mm. You know, when they're young, they're so attached to us. They yes. want to be like us. But yes. when they hit about 10, mm. preteen, they start to realize that, hey, I'm really my own self. Yeah. Ah. You know, but, and then some of them, they grow up so quick, right? Puberty starts earlier these days, maybe yep. nine, some are nine, I've heard, mm-hmm. but 10, 11, and then they're bigger. Mm. And then they look at themselves in the mirror. Physically, some of them are actually bigger than us. Okay, I'm vertically. That's true. No, that's true. (laughs) It's really scary. Kids are getting taller and taller at much younger ages. Yeah, but they're big in size, but their brains are still developing, right? What? It didn't catch up? (sighs) (laughs) Okay, so it's not, so clearly it is by age, but also there are a lot of other changes that are going on that define teenagehood. Yes, yes. So, I mean, aside from the fact that the the body is changing with puberty, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the brain is changing very quickly, Mm. right? So, the part um, that starts to develop first is actually the emotional part which is the mm. impulse center called the amygdala ah. responsible for all our emotions and you'll always be thinking hey why this fella do something that is so out of character right. or so impulsive it's because the amygdala develops before the part that's responsible for impulse control and decision making and assessing pros and cons making wise judgments all that is done by the prefrontal cortex and that only fully develops around you want to guess what age uh, 40 <laughs> Has it For fully guys, developed yet? Oh, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding, even going to I'm not even going to Yeah, yeah it's not going to speak to me anymore For the rest of the show In their early 20s, 20s. Ah. So wow. let me ask Shazad this. Now yes. that we are hearing, right, about how, you know, um, there is a scientific reason, right? Does it make you feel better, Shazad, that your, you know, 10-year-old is behaving the way he is or later on when he's a teen? I'm a bit concerned because he said he, he did want to listen in today, but uh, oh. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Uh, look, it, it, of course, I mean, sometimes I'm wondering what, where is this behavior coming from? Mm. The sulkiness, the broodiness. Yeah, and you know, a psychologist, Robert Hall, used to mm. describe the adolescent lesson period as storm 
problem oh. and stress because and stress. they are so stressed trying to figure out who am I ah. what am I here for do my friends like me there's a lot of sensitivity around friendships okay. around this peer time yeah, peer pressure mm. and then you might notice that they'll start to change in terms of their dressing yeah. or like things that they like mm. you know suddenly like this band or like you know this group or like this stationery and girls are huh? stationery right. or like this manga and it's because they are trying to search for this identity and so it can be Stressful. I gotta say, I didn't realize, and I would never think about, even for myself going through a teenagehood, that mm. we were going through a lot. Mm. Yes. And I think you, having heard you say that, it's gonna mm. make me more empathetic towards my kids, my boys, yeah. when yeah. they're going through teenagehood, because I think I forget that underneath it all, they're going through a lot. Yes. Yes. Dealing with a lot. Yes. You know? And emotions are also very extreme mm. during this time. Mm. They feel a lot. Yeah. And so it can get very confusing for them. It's like, right. am I supposed to feel this? You know, uh, um, is they're this, asking is themselves this, questions. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But then it's all in this whole state of confusion, right? Right. So if the adult responds like, "Don't feel like that," or dismisses them, then like, sure. okay, they'll shut down that part of themselves over time and say like, "Oh, I shouldn't feel upset." Mm. I feel that's kind of what happened to our generation with our parents. <laughs> yes, who were we not, had a lot of dismissing. Right? Yeah, they yeah. weren't the most empathetic generation. I'm not, you know, not dissing that. No, it's it's true. We I are going to go into therapy. <laughs> <laughs> right? Two on one with Sha'an <laughs> on Facebook Live. Yeah. So join us then because it could be your chance to win for yourself a $100 voucher from Audio House. We're going to talk more about the changes experienced by kids as they enter teenagehood. We've been talking today, Sha'an, about yeah. our favorite places growing up where we used to go out, huh? like clubs and <gasps> ask bars. Her, ask her. So I'm about to ask you, but I remember <laughs> I Venus it. and Bananarama is, uh, that's, that's something mumbo jumbo, jumbo right there. <laughs> Were you what? into mumbo jumbo? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. Oh, you're there as well. I heard on the way here, fire. Yeah. Oh. We will definitely talk more about this on our Facebook Live. And quite appropriate because yes. we're talking about teenagers as well. Yes. What they, you know, how they yes. are. Yeah. Sure, sure. So we shared about how there's a lot going on for the kids, you yeah. know, in terms of physical changes, emotional, mental changes mm. as well. Some they can control, some is beyond their control because it's about the brain development. So what can we do? How can we help them? And how can we deal with these, you know, teenagers? Yeah, yeah I think for us, since we, we have become more aware, we can actually actually shared with them like I share with my daughter she's 14 I say mm. you know sometimes you might feel confused you may have emotions you don't recognize and I acknowledge that it can be very challenging mm. you know and I can't I can't control some of these things that happen to sure. you but I can be here for you mm. and if it's difficult you can share it with me you know, Has so a little bit of empathy. Oh, definitely. Mm. Yeah, I don't think she will tell me everything straight away. Sometimes sure. she wants to process it herself. Sure. And I think that's fair. That's At good. this stage, yeah. they want some privacy. They want to make sense of it for themselves. Ah. But then the door's open for her to come to me and talk about things, you know, mm -hmm. that maybe mm -hmm. she's like, mm, I'm not quite sure whether this is mm. the right thing to do. Sure, sure. You yeah. know, or like, am I watching the right stuff? Yeah. You know, and we, I think the sense that we want to give is that we are okay to exploit together with you mm. rather than say, no, you shouldn't do it. Because right. when you say no, what will they do? They'll of go, course, they'll go the other way. Yeah, they'll rebel. go the other way or yeah. they'll go underground, which yeah. is even more which scary. Yeah. 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 yeah, so I think that open door being empathetic and saying like, you know, I'm not here to, to dismiss you, scold you or tell you what's right or what's wrong. Mm. Or eventually, of course, if it, it does end up that way, then we want to talk through what are negotiable and what's non-negotiable. Right. Right. But if they're at that stage of exploration, yep. then we'll let them know, hey, you know, there's some things to watch out for. Mm. I'll be really concerned if you stumble upon this and you don't know that's not good for you. Right. And let's talk about it. You know. So you're saying that there's a really big need to start having conversations like to tell your yes. teenager yeah. or the one or your kid that yeah. um, I'm here if you want to talk don't yes. force it but just say that 
this is open, right? Yes. We can talk about it. So give a listening ear, be empathetic. Yeah, um, involve them. I guess yeah. the word I'm trying to say right. is okay. involve them in in the concerns that you have. Mm. So like with regards to say putting themselves on social media. Right. Okay. You know, yeah. at, at some we have some cases where I work with the schools and they tell me that the girls put unsavory pictures of themselves. Oh, yo. Yeah, oh. And, and it's not like they knew that some of them actually did not know this did is not, think not it was. acceptable. Ah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Some of it really it didn't cross their mind. Mm-mm, and mm-mm. and so it's like if you go and say, hey, you know, this is really bad for you, you're exposing yourself. Yes, of course, that is non-negotiable. You should okay. not do that. Right. Ah, but if okay. you go in with that tone, ah. then they're going like, so? That shuts this, them down, This is my it? body, I can do whatever I like, you know. Oh, and, and then right, it's right, the defense right. mechanism yes. that has just kicked in. Okay. But deep down, it does not mean they're scared. Right. Okay. They might still be scared, oh no. But it's also uh, it's, it's it's because you've shut them down from the start that they think, well, yes. I'm not, I'm going to be defensive. Yes, okay. exactly. Okay. Yeah. You, you mentioned your daughter um, mm. is 14. Yes. So that's early teens. Yeah. Um, how does it differ the way we approach, say, later teens when they are becoming almost an independent adult? Is it is it different, <laughs> or do we do we negotiate it the same sort of way? Well, I I think the idea of being empathetic and open is something mm. that we can approach throughout. Right. You know, uh, even when they're three, teenagers also want sure. acknowledgement of their emotions, <laughs> right? Take note you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm taking notes, I am. Oh yeah, my but I guess because the brain slowly starts to become more mature at the 17, yeah. 18, 19. And you know, I give so many parenting talks. <laughs> and the parents will tell me, Sean, my teenager is 14, 15. I'm prepared not to have any conversations with them <gasps> until they're 19. Because that's Whoa. when I think they'll be more mature. <laughs> and and of course yes when the you brain, hear that what do you think when I, you hear a parent telling you that what yeah, do you think yeah and you know what I, my response is yeah. always our number one goal as a parent through their teenage life yeah. is to have a relationship with sure. them ah. it is not to tell them which school to go to what yeah. you know you know it's really about just maintaining that core foundational relationship because whatever they are going through mm. they're going to need some stable base to come back to okay we're going to talk more about that cuz that I really want I think I need that in my life <laughs> to prep me for my boy is entering teenagehood. He'll be here before I know it. So join us on Facebook Live because it's also your chance if you chime on in to win a $100 voucher from Audio House. So you work with a lot of students, yeah. right? You work with, mm, in schools with and all schools, that. Yeah. And uh, what do you see are some of the emerging challenges or changes in how teenagers are these days? Mm. And what can we do? What should we be aware of in order to help them? Yeah, I think first of all, we need to understand that there are they are digital natives. Many mm. of us could mm-hmm. be otherwise classified as digital <laughs> dinosaurs. Yes. Has been, <laughs> has been, Guilty. Uh, what, yeah. whatever you know. Yep. It, I mean, essentially, they grew up in an they are growing up in an era where when mm. they were born, mm-hmm. the parents already know, took right? a selfie. Yeah, right, and yes. they posted That's it on true. Instagram. So That's whether true. they at a baby stage cognizant of it or not, but the phone has always been around them, yeah. and mm. therefore they are very proficient with anything to do with tech yep. and making friends sometimes is also on tech yep. mm. you know so we, we number one if we are a parent we say don't use a device mm-hmm. that's going to fail big time okay, okay. right okay. so it's like you know we need to understand what they what are interested in sure and yeah. then how society is okay Correct. and yeah. don't judge them like so many people say oh these young people are so lembe <laughs> so strawberry oh, no, I think so I, yeah but I think that's that they are who they are they have right. their own mm. identity and they have their own challenges like we said social media in 
was not present in our time. So yeah. if we did something wrong, it's not broadcasted to the rest of the yeah. world. Yeah. And if you're being bullied, only you knew or the person who bullied you knew. Correct. Now no, you're being bullied, it's it. in a yeah. WhatsApp group, yeah. it's on social media, That's it's true. even filmed and sometimes viral. So the shame is even yeah. greater yeah. for so the person being bullied. Yeah. So these are challenges that I think we cannot discount. They okay. are difficult no. challenges. Okay. And also, I think one thing we need to look out for is that mm. all those emotions we talked about, yeah. are they properly processing it? As adults in their life, are we giving them a platform to express it? Yep. Because I think pent-up emotions is creating a lot of illness. You know, pent-up ah. emotions that are bottled inside okay. mm-hmm. turn into pain. It manifests itself yeah. in that way, right? Oh, and okay. pain okay. results in... not. And if you don't have the tools to process it, what yeah. do you do? And the trend is on the increase, it's self-harming. They start to take it out on themselves okay. because like, I feel so much pain, I don't know where it's going to go. I have to I don't, express yes. it in some, some, yes. some way. And, and if you talk to some of them, and I have, which is really upsetting, mm. is that mm. they said, when I, you know, when I cut myself, I feel relief. Which is it's such, like a, suddenly it's such a bizarre notion. Yeah. To us, it's not logical. Yeah. Right. It's but it is not logic. It no. is emotion. Right. Okay. Right. So, ah. once again, like if we're if we're adult or we are working with teenagers, we need to understand that these emotions they feel are legit. Yeah. This is a term they'll mm. use. A legit mm. feeling mm. like this. Don't let be them, dismissive. Yeah. Let them talk okay. about it. Okay. Let them express it non-judgmentally. Wow. Listen, you know. I'm guilty of so many of these, of doing yeah. like, you know, what I shouldn't be doing. I mean, I can doing. tell you I was. And when, when my daughter was 10, I made all the mistakes. That's why I can come here and tell you that don't do it. <laughs> okay, thank you. I will listen. But, but listen, well, you know, yeah. parents like myself mm. and Lavinia and myself who haven't had teenagers yet, I mean, you've mm. already had one, like... I guess it's it's all fresh territory, right? Yeah. And, it, and it, it's a minefield and our parents went through it in a different sort of way that, mm. that we are aspiring to go through. And it's great that you're here kind of help us guide through this, this minefield because it really does take some experience to, to just help navigate these really tough times. It yeah, does indeed. Yeah. But you know what? The one thing that I think it's, can, we can all do for yeah. ourselves mm-hmm. is really to learn to self-manage. Right. Oh, you know, okay. instead of reacting, okay. we can pause. Right. And in that moment when we pause, we can notice like how are we feeling mm. in response to this difficult moment we're having with our child. Okay. You know, and and if we judge ourselves, then we will get angry mm. with ourselves mm-hmm. and that will result in a reaction towards them that yes, is anger. That because is it's true. like I don't want you to make me look bad. So I'm going to shout at you until you look bad. Until you look you know, you keep quiet and do what's right of you. Right. And that is because it's on us. Right. I feel. Yeah. Like, of course, I know it's a huge responsibility. Yeah. So, so let's wrap. This is really good. And I think we want to actually give like our listeners just a wrap up on what they can really take away from this yeah. moving forward. Give yeah. us three key takeaways then from, um, from all this and three things that you want parents and those who work with teenagers to focus on when it comes to dealing with teenagers. Yeah, number one, meet them where they are. Don't mm-hmm. look, don't talk to them from your perspective. Mm-hmm. Be in their world and be curious. Number two, listen. Mm-hmm. When they actually say something, <laughs> you want to be there. Actually take it in, right? <laughs> you actually want to take it in and be there for them. Mm. You know, they need that foundation of stability and the relationship you have with them so can be that foundation. It's not just I hear you, I'm also listening. Yeah, and I'm ah, here for you. Hey, you know? I hear you and I'm here for you. Wow, profound. Yeah. Make that into a t-shirt. They want to child. feel that you're... <laughs> no, really, it's good. It's good. It is yeah. good stuff. Yeah. I agree. Okay, and sorry. And, and number three, you know, of course, it's tough. But be compassionate to yourself. You know, you are doing the best that you can. Mm. And if you have hurt 
today's broadcast and you think there's something that I can do, well, do it. If you think that it's going to help you and your child, do it. It could be start with just one small thing every day, oh. right? Yeah, but be kind to yourself. You know, you don't no oh, point go give beat yourself, yourself a hug up. There. Give yourself a hug. Yeah, right. Hugging. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I hug myself really well. No, but I have to say this. Thank you for ending with that third point. Yeah, about I think that's important. Compassion for yourself. You yeah. know, the individual, the parent dealing with the teenager because it is tough for you as well yeah. for both parties. So yeah. thank you. And for you're not alone. That. Okay, every you look left, right, center. So many teenagers. Me's got yes. parents who are <laughs> probably struggling somehow. In the knowing Someone, nod of you know? the head, you know, yeah. and the wink. Yeah. Hello. Oh, my name's up. Lavinia and I'm a parrot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See my battle scars. Yeah. Oh, oh, Lord. Oh, thank you, Sha'an, really for awesome. joining us every Monday. Fantastic. We all, you know, not just uh, us, but our Brightside buddies as well look yeah. forward to this. And thank you for all that you shared about dealing with teenagehood. Really here appreciate it. On the Bright Side. The Bright Side on 1FM 91.3. Shazal, Lavinia, and Sha'an. We've kept her on because mm-hmm. of the next story that we are actually sharing here on the show. Yeah, um, over the weekend, uh, PM Lee uh, was uh, was talking to students at uh, Techie um, Education Merit Awards presentation ah, ceremony, right? And? and he said, it's very good. He was trying to say, take the emphasis away on, on our obsession in this country on, on grades and mm. academic excellence. And he said, this lunch I thought was interesting. 20 years from now, you may not remember how many points you got in an exam or not even remember the examination at all. And what mm. he's trying to get at is that Singapore's trying to shift the focus away from learning uh, beyond exam results. And he's also saying, do other things. He brought up CCAs and I think, you know, also that schools are now going to move away from uh, mid-year exams from yeah, uh, yeah, end yeah. of this year. Okay, okay. And he's saying that, you know, let's identify what they need help in and he says look at ccas and, and do other things basically broaden your horizons Ooh. and i'm very into, i totally agree with this by the way what yeah, do you think? absolutely i i do too in fact like uh, for my children i always let them know that grades is just one part of your life okay and in fact if you look at the work market now mm. they're not even looking so much at your grade as so much as a whole person how do you show up in interviews? What have you done to help people? Yeah. What are your contributions? You know, okay. Of course, they will ask what your strengths are. And I, I think that I always look at what's happening in the real world to mm. guide my parenting. Okay. You know, Tell because to, to, to say that, oh, you need to get grades, but then the grades are only going to count for 20% of what you do in actual life. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like that's that's a whole 80% of life that you're missing out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I always tell my yeah. children, you know, go for what you love to learn about. And it's to me, it's always been about if you can inculcate in your children a passion for learning, Mm-mm-mm. not just about how to do well in the exams, but yeah. learning, then they can learn anything. And if they can mm-hmm. learn anything, then you don't actually need to go and chase their bums to get things, things done, done because it's oh intrinsic. This right? is appealing to me right now. You mean there's actually a, a chance that I might not have to chase after my boys and make sure they do stuff, that they will be actually independent? Oh my word. That what? Oh, I, I recently read this article. Okay, this is something else um, which I do see, you know, kids of today because, you know, we have access to really affordable uh, domestic help, mm. right? Mm. So there was a pediatrician who said that the number one 
factor that can uh, dictate success for anyone is how early on in life did they start doing chores mm. in around the house. Yes. Is that, what do you have to say about that, guys? No, I saw that on a Today in not Today Singapore, but in the US as well. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. The yeah, news the, outlet. Yes, yes, yes right. Yes, so they interviewed guy, right? a doctor yeah, yeah, yeah. who yes. said the same thing. What do you think about that? Uh, I was and, like, <laughs> and actually, we think about it. Is it about the doing the house chores? It is what the house chores brings to the child yes. and the doing of it. The responsibilities. Right? I mean, there was yeah. a TED talk that also talked about this um, military guy who says that the standard of your performance in the military is how you do your bed in the morning. Really? Yeah, oh. because it's like, do you have the discipline? Right? So house chores require some effort. Yeah. It requires uh, discipline. It uh-huh. also requires that the child to know that I'm not just here for myself. Sure. I'm in a team with my family. Right, and, and, and therefore I'm part helping of a unit, out. Right? Yeah, I'm yeah. part of a unit, yeah. and I'm doing this because everyone in this team is doing something too. So I'm playing my part, oh. and that's important, right? Because if they are contributing, and we are also contributing to them, it, the optics it looks fair. Okay, so which means I got to start doing chores soon too. Everyone has to pitch in somehow. <laughs> you can be the supervisor. Hey, that is a role, isn't yeah. it? It is a role. Okay. At least the framing is important, right? It's not like you do, then I don't do. Then right. it's hard for them to say, children always follow what they see, not so much what they're told. True, sure, true, sure, yeah. true. So, you know, I, I think just going back to this uh, point here yep. that, that PM was making as mm. well, um, it's part of the pressures that, that we were talking about earlier with mm. uh, with teenagers is that the the peer pressure to be as good as everyone else or if not i want to i want to be best in class and perhaps we're yeah. now trying to take that take that down a notch or two and say hey it's okay if you're not academically brilliant because that's not necessarily going to serve remember the old thing when we used to be told or oh, if you don't do well in exams you're not going to do well in, in your job or you're not going to get a job yeah. that kind of thing that mm. doesn't necessarily that doesn't apply anymore yeah you but know? i mean in that's 20 years he's talking about in 20 years you're not gonna think about this. our job's going to look the same they That's are true. already Everything not looking the change. same. Right. Yeah. The influencer yeah, yeah, yeah. industry just rose out of nowhere. Right. <laughs> right? The gig economy. It's a gig economy, <laughs> yeah. and all of, and they not. I mean, many influencers do may not have academic qualifications, yeah, but that yeah, doesn't yeah. mean they're, they're not still successful. Success. Exactly. Yeah, right, right. Doesn't mean mm. they're not educating. Of course, there are some influencers um, whose presence is a little bit. I mean, the info they give could be a bit doubtful. Right. Yeah. You know, but of course, you know, we want to encourage our children that they have unique strengths, yeah. and mm. therefore, if they pursue their strengths with the same amount of effort, yeah. it doesn't mean they can't make something out of it. Yeah, very, right? very good point. Yeah, but of course, I think in our culture, we always want backup plan, lah. That's <laughs> <laughs> they say that if, if you if you work on your academics, you at least got a fallback. Right. I think that's sure. kind of also sure. where a lot of parents are coming from. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So thank you for that. My goodness, what a great discussion yeah, for really today. Helpful. I'm taking yeah. a lot of takeaways. <laughs> we want to thank Sha'an again for also Yay. staying back. Yeah, we thank make you, her Sean. work overtime. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the bright side with Carol, Lavinia, and Shazad every weekday morning, six to ten a.m. on One FM ninety one point three.